I'm Perry. This is in plain sight. And to my right, Star of All Things, Blaze TV, the one and only Mr. Brandon. Give me Steve. a project, bitch. <laughs> Man, music, uh, I guess culture in general should be. Tashan, go to bed. It should Give be... me a project, yeah, bitch. bitch. It should be left to This to is the arch children. daddy made when yeah. he was young, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this is what paid for you to go to fucking private school. I, I would love Take to. Take that dick. <laughs> You dumb I, fucking bitch. I'd love to see. <laughs> yeah, no, this was art at the time. A reality show where the 90s era rappers have to explain their lyrics to their offspring. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, because it, it's a tough conversation, but it's like, look, you're not going to have to work a day in your life, but here's where your money came from. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot easier to, you know, money eases all pain, I guess. But You know the greatest love song of all time, Back That Ass Up. Yes, with, performed with a 10-piece orchestra <laughs> in the NPR office. All right, we got uh, the Michael Prophecies book Speaking four. of a project bitch. Yes, David Wilcock, who apparently, I, th- I guess book five is supposed to come out on uh, July 4th. I was singing some the other day. Do you think he writes this, or do you think he's using... Voice to text. Well, based on... Because, like, I got drunk and I bought that voice yeah. to text recorder <laughs> thing. And the more I thought about the odd way he writes, like, composes his sentences, uh-huh. I was like, that could just be him talking to a robot. Well, so it's a little of both because all the, the prophecy and dream shit is from a voice recorder. So all the prophecy portions are from, uh, you know, an audio that he transcribes sometimes loosely. He, he gets, Michael allows him some poetic license when that's it comes so to funny. transcribing. That's so funny to loosely translate from your own writing. Your prophecy from the Lord. Yeah, you're yes, paraphrasing <laughs> yourself. All right, let's uh, let's get into this, and we're going to start. I'm going to apologize for, for this, uh, but I feel like in order to really get people in the state of mind to understand what this book is like, I have to quote from it at length. So we're going to, I'm going to read a, a very long dream. But Also, this... shame on uh, the fucking dude from Game of Thrones. Can't finish another goddamn book, the fat dude who writes them. Oh, a Song of Ice and Fire? Yeah, what's his name? George R. 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 Martin. R. Martin yeah. George Hard R. Martin. Yeah, that dude That dude can't fucking get a book out, and cr- David's crazy ass is churning them out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate how that works. Now, this very long dream uh, apparently predicts COVID and 9-11. Sick. So keep that in mind. Oh, fuck. And let's... <laughs> Let's get it. It's such a shitty dream, but it's, you know, we, we got to do it. This is for the culture. Dream. Quote, in the very beginning, a black man came and built a whole steel looking <laughs> house. It's always a black guy. He it's does this a lot. always a too, black guy. Where it's someone of a unique race appears yeah. in his dream. A black man came and built a whole steel-looking house on the concrete plate we have in the yard here at the farm. This was a person I had recently done a reading for. His name was Winston. Then I was riding my bicycle down a few quick streets that started in Virginia Beach. I had a specific destination in mind. I did not have a car. I was maybe looking for work again or something, like I didn't connect it. Or something. <laughs> or something. <laughs> His, he doesn't, uh, you know, if we're getting creative license in these dreams, you think he trims some of the fat like why does it matter why he was riding his bike if you don't know the answer it's okay to just say i was riding my bike or figure out what the something is no one's going to be like hey why don't you know what you were doing in that dream because it's not real it's just you know a fucking figment of your imagination 
I had a specific destination in mind. I did not have a car, right? Uh, and then definitely at some point it turned into Schenectady or just an analog of it. I was riding along and looking for a distinct place. I think it was called Patient First Healthcare, David's note. This is the first COVID-related metaphor we see, as well as a possible nod to the so-called gender-affirming healthcare that is now being debated. Back to the Hell dream. Yeah. A lot of LGBT shit in this portion of the book. Dude, we'll David, get to that. David's going to become a culture warrior. We also get bordering on racist prophecy later in the book. So, you know, stay tuned. Uh, I... This is back to the dream. I also had this idea that I was going to stop off at the deli first and to maybe get a soda or something gross like that. Oh, you know what else is uh, is fun is I have Grammarly installed on this computer because, you know, I copy sections of the book. It gives, like, suggestions for how to improve David's writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, he was going to stop at deli, get a soda or something gross like that. It'd be so funny I, if it just told you burn it all. Yeah. Destroy it. Self-destruct. It. Nothing to do here. So I am riding around, and I get to what looked like a nursing home parking lot. I'm riding down the parking lot, and there was a yellow traffic bump there. I see these two black girls again. Notice the the race. Yeah. I asked them if they knew where this place that I was going was. They really weren't that friendly. They weren't nasty, but they really weren't that friendly either. They didn't get me very far, so I ended up riding across the street. And then it seemed to be a little bit more like downtown Norfolk than Schenectady. I came across this big building with my bicycle. I think I either brought it inside or left it or parked it or chained it up or something. This is a dream about 9-11. Right, right. David's note. This may refer to the recent story of the dispute over a rented bike. This misunderstanding was inflated into a supposedly racist incident in the nation's media. Damn, David is definitely trolling Twitter, though, because that was a niche. I mean, it blew up, but that was a a niche Twitter story. He's uh, he's super... Culture more terminally. Focused. He's terminally online. Hell yeah. Oh, most definitely. We'll see some of that later. I There's can't a good wait instance till, of that. Until David starts hollering at e girls. Do do notice how little like the the uh, relation between his prophecy and the event? It, it, he was riding a bike in his dream. And then he was like, well, there was that other story that had a bike in it, which means yeah, this clearly. was a dream about that. Back to the dream. We're, we're like a tenth of the way through this dream. As I was inside the building, I see this average-looking guy. He was wearing a black T-shirt and black pants. There was a Latino woman there with him. He wasn't Latino. I think he was Italian. I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such useless detail. That's so racist, but yeah. so funny. Uh, I thought he was Mexican, but then I was like, nah, he's just Italian. Are you a Spanish yeah. or Italian? See, or? Are you are you beans or pasta? I, yeah, which one? Which stereotype are you? I asked them if they could help me with where I was going. They didn't really give me any good, good information and almost wouldn't talk to me. Somewhere along the way, I found this paper hole puncher, but didn't have both of its handles intact. One of the handles was partially missing. One side seemed to be like a straight line but the other side was a circle. It hurt my hand to try and squeeze it, but for some reason I felt like I had to do it anyway. David's note. Uh, June 2nd, 2023. I hurt my hand earlier today while trying to kill a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. That's funny. Uh, The paper puncher represents the work I am doing to write this book. So, uh, wait, hold on. What month are we in in the prophecy here? I've thrown... So, we've gotten to the point... This prophecy is from February, and don't worry, there was a lot more of that dream to go. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, 
this prophecy was in February of 1999. He's right. now using it to predict something on June 2nd of 2023, which is the, the time loop shouldn't work like that. You know, June should align with June, February with February. So now we've gotten to the point where if he's ever dreamed about having hurt his hand yeah. between the year 1998 and 2023, Hell yeah, that dude. means that was prophecy that that was going to happen. Yeah, he's come up with a real interesting loophole for all these things. Uh, which is no matter what I'm right. Yeah. That's the loophole. Uh, loophole. Loophole. Back to the dream. Then I go outside. As I'm leaving, I tried to talk to this Latina woman for more information about patient first. She said it was off the street a little more. And then she goes and reassumes her position on the street corner. And I realized that she is a prostitute. <laughs> then... <laughs> <laughs> then I figured out that this normal-looking white guy was actually a pimp. He was young, but balding and with glasses. He definitely didn't look like the seedy or underworld type guy. Yeah, I wonder what he means by that. He, this white guy didn't look like one of those yeah. seedy type guys. <laughs> but uh, but there he was. David Snow, the balding white guy with glasses, is probably a time-looped reference to the man who promoted satanic clothing for Target, leading to a nationwide boycott. This dream seems to reflect the horror people felt feel as they see disturbing themes being marketed to children. Satanism includes blood, torture, death, and demons. Back oh, to the yeah. dream. So anyway, I brought back this paper hole puncher to my friend Winston. <laughs> and now <laughs> so now David's going to interrupt his own dream with his psychic thoughts. Uh, this is David from 1999 interrupting this dream. Okay, I just got the tone in my ear right at the exact second that I thought that this might have something to do with the disaster prophecy for New York City. I just got a blast. So I would say that it is an affirmative. Maybe also California or Los Angeles. Definitely an urban disaster of some kind. Back to the dream. So I brought this paper hole puncher back. Winston <laughs> told me that it was used by pimps. It was something designed for them to pop cards with. David's note. The man who dropped this hole puncher looked like Target Guy. Michael is talking about the worldwide effort to pimp our children that we see now. Back to the dream. There was a point where I was asking him as a rhetorical question, what would happen to these girls if they wanted to keep the money they got tipped? He showed me. Or I just realized that these pimps were searching the women while they were completely naked. They were taking off all their clothes and being searched before they could leave. That was pretty shocking and horrifying. Winston seemed to have this incredible mechanical ability. He was taking apart this little hole puncher very quickly. In his hands, it was a lot bigger. He was trying to fix it. He had some obvious engineering knowledge. He was using terms that were just so highly technical it blew my mind. He said that he didn't think it was fixable, that it was too late to save it. David Snow. This seems to reflect how unstoppable the boycotts have become. Oh, <laughs> it's just culture war nonsense. It's just this guy. It's just a, how can I dream of libs of yeah, TikTok? That's all it is. It's literally just libs of TikTok. If you, I guarantee if we went back to libs of TikTok for the time when he's processing this dream, that's what's showing up on their stream. So funny to imagine David just hate scrolling libs of TikTok. These fags are out of control. Goddamn liberal agenda. Drag queen story hour. We got to save the children. But he's somehow taken a, a black guy fixing a hole punch is about the target boycotts. A hole puncher is often used in movie theaters to mark tickets, thus tying it to Hollywood. Oh, that's how he does it. Oh. So a hole puncher punches holes, which, have they done that in a movie theater since, like, 1975? I feel like they stopped doing that a while ago. Yeah. Uh, 
at, as this book goes to press on June 23rd, Bud Light just tried to mount a comeback by releasing an ad that presented their customers in what most saw as a mocking tone. Back to the dream. So then I go back into town. Only this time I seem to be with police. I believe that uh, that I was with a white, overweight woman police officer, and then maybe later on a black woman was walking with her. I ended up walking along with them. Someone was sprawled out on a car, obviously drunk. She wrapped her billy club on the car to wake him up. People were definitely afraid of these women. There was an aura around them. As we were walking along, they were talking about who they would arrest, why people got arrested, and stuff like that. David Snow, this is a prophetic reference to the prosecutions that we saw against Trump coming out of the Manhattan, <laughs> New York District's attorney's office. Just dreaming about a cop is enough to predict this. I just noticed these black guys walking around totally drunk. Everybody around was just totally intoxicated. It really is a black heavy uh, dream. Very, anytime someone's doing something wrong, yeah, it just so it's happens. It's the usual suspects. Yes. Uh, everyone was just totally intoxicated. It was just disgusting what was going on. Everyone in sight, even though it was a city and there were a lot of people around, everybody was intoxicated. <laughs> it really made me sick to see it. The next thing that we came upon this group of people. Uh, uh, sorry, the, the syntax of his writing is shit sometimes. The next thing was that we came upon this group of people who were obviously stumbling drunk. They actually started to stumble over each other and spilled drinks on each other. For some reason, this grossed out somebody enough that he vomited. This started a chain reaction so that the others were puking too. It happened one by one. David's note, this is clearly prophetic of COVID. A chain <laughs> reaction of severe illness. Back to the drink. David doesn't think COVID was real. Well... That's an interesting development in this book, too, is COVID. It wasn't real, but it did happen, and that's a good thing. Okay. And both of those things are somehow true simultaneously. That's not real, but also that definitely happened, and it happening was good. I guess it's a good thing because David can predict it retroactively. Uh, so that was clearly prophetic to COVID, a chain reaction of severe illness. Back to the dream. Then Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were walking. And now I was on the outside and watching them walk. Tom Cruise had a wet shirt as if he had alcohol on hand. There was actually puke stain dried up over his right eyebrow and on his cheek. Nicole said, now don't you throw up, honey? He replied, no, I promise I won't. David's note. Tom and Nicole went through a very bitter divorce. This part of the dream seems to talk about the stresses COVID put on everyone's relationships. Tom and Nicole also starred in Eyes Wide Shut, which graphically exposes the deep state, including the masks, the rituals, and the penetration of our government. This dream again mirrors the content of the previous dream, where the angelic female E.T. helped heal the man of his demons by reflecting them back for him to see. Back to the dream. And then as we were walking along, I heard beautiful music. It sounded like your standard chick rock these days, as I call it. Chick rock. <laughs> A dusky young female voice was singing. Look into my eyes and you'll see. See. It was definitely in the minor key. Then it seemed that they had merged into one being almost. I think it was Nicole Kidman, or it alternated between the two of them. As they were walking, he was just puking. I was seeing this in slow motion. He was puking straight out in front of him. I had a very gory and disgusting depiction of how the puke was going. The music was playing, and she was still talking to him. Look into my eyes, and you will see. In between bursts of illness, he was talking to her. Then it seemed like they merged together, and she was still talking. Now the sickness was coming out of her mouth at the same time. Somehow, although I don't know how he did it, he was able to keep her from seeing it come out. David's note. Disgusting, rotting substances again represent the shots. 
This dream features many interconnecting metaphors of the deep state's overall agenda. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, so that was the dream that... I don't think you can actually... <clears throat> do you that... remember... At the, do you, can you recall what I said at the beginning that was supposed to predict... No, I don't. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone can get that much plot into a dream. That's. Uh, I mean, that's only three pages of the book. Yeah, that's a. There's six hundred of those. That's a dense dream. I also definitely think he's using voice to text. That was uh for for a quick refresher. That was supposed to be nine eleven and uh, COVID. All I know is there's a bunch of black guys. Bunch of black guys, and then Nicole Kidman threw up everywhere. Yeah. And that's a 9-11 That's COVID. COVID. All right. From there, uh, one of his channeling sessions, he, he has the phrase, quote, we are no spring chicken, but rather well experienced. David takes this to mean that he, again, was predicting the egg shortage. Hell yeah, dude. So this is uh, this is really the full pivot we've seen. It started in uh, the, the back half of the last book. But now, basically, any time he says a word that vaguely relates to anything that's happened between present day and the mid-90s, as long as he said a word that kind of relates to something sometime in those 25 years, he predicted it. Yeah, and by relates, it has to vaguely sound like it. Yes, yes. Sometimes yeah. it only has to rhyme, or sometimes you have to change the letters and rearrange them, and yeah. that's good enough. Or sometimes you mention a chicken, which clearly means you predicted an egg shortage. But by this uh, this level, I would argue this means literally everyone's a prophet. He really has gone numerology, but with words. I guarantee if you go back through our episodes, both you and I have used the word egg at some point, and much more recently, might I add, than, uh, you know, sometime in 1999. Yeah. So I guess we could just claim we predicted this? Sure. We might as well, yeah, right? we predicted everything. <laughs> Prophets of doom, baby. Oh, here we go. COVID was actually a good thing. Quote, when I got back to my car from this terrible bus ride, all these kids were there. Someone had deposited candy in my trick-or-treat basket. It was pretty nice. My trick-or-treat basket, which I didn't even know that I had, was filled up with all these lollipops. He dreamt he was going trick-or-treating? Well, no. See, he had to take a terrible bus ride. Oh. And the trick-or-treating was occurring while he was riding while the terrible bus. he was on bus. the bus, right, right. He's not even cool enough to trick-or-treat in his no. dreams. Well, he would have to go alone. David's note. Since this was an immediate reward after... After my crazy bus ride, this suggests that the COVID ordeal has produced positive benefits. So he got he got lollipops in a dream, which means COVID was good. Makes sense to me. Sure. Yeah, no, it checks out. Section four, March 1999, part one. On uh, March 12th, 1999, the day that will live in infamy, David came up with a fantastic grift. Quote, the idea was that I would have a prophetic dream where I would live your life and karma as if it were my own. Then the source would explain the dream in the readings. So this is when he was doing psychic readings. And in this way, he doesn't actually have to be with the person he's reading. Interesting. They just have to basically find a way to give him money. Oh, okay. And then he can be a prophet for them. So the money is the only important part of the transaction. Right. So he can do readings for people uh, who aren't there. Yeah. Oh, I don't need to see or 
know anything about you, actually. I just need your money. He includes a full one of these readings. He, he tries to say, you know, it predicts something. It, it obviously doesn't. But there is a part in the dream where he, uh, he has a vision of a Godzilla hippopotamus that uh, comes out of a lake and destroys a building. And he... Uh, he interprets that to mean the guy he's doing the reading for should not accept the job he's been offered. Nice. A lot of Godzilla <laughs> still in this book. Like like a something the size of Godzilla or a combination of the two? I think it was a Godzilla <laughs> with a hippo head. Sick. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh Michael dislikes the LGBT movement. I'm not sure if that's gonna mean that David eventually gets Fag's back. gotta <laughs> go, bro. Quote and so, see us as Ben Gay, the liniment that is rubbed into the skin, much as in the same fashion that we utilize the Casey readings to then prescribe various medical treatments. David's note. Michael appears to be making a time-loop joke about the force-feeding of gay culture on the public <laughs> at this time by corporations. I can't believe this is the turn he's taken. Uh, this, this is, is so much funnier. Right-wing David is... How did this happen? How, how, he's I guess, terminal, Twitter. Yeah. He's terminally online now. Uh, the internet claims another fucking yeah. victim. He went from a goddamn crystal guy to be like the goddamn gay agenda. I mean, he is the type that, that you gotta be concerned about. If a hot pepper heating gel is rubbed into the skin in certain areas, it the would asshole. cause great irritation. Well, he does mean the penis. For uh, some reason, he won't just say penis. He feels the need to be coy Well, about that'd be it. vulgar. Yeah, which I don't get. Like, he's described <laughs> dreams where, you know, he's sexually assaulted and trafficked or killed and eaten, but he won't say the word penis. He has very weird sex hangups. Yeah, look, man, he's just he's trying to keep it PG for the kids. This mirrors incredible burning these corporations have experienced. Oh, this is this is maybe the lowest bar for word magic we'll ever see. The protest is focused on Bud Light, whose burning losses continue to mount at this time. Ben Gay shares similarities to Bud Light, including the letter G. <laughs> Which, I think that's actually the only thing in the B and the G. That's literally the only yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Um, Michael's next sentence is, we wish to surround you with light. This appears to be yet another inside joke. Then line two says, we have to burn off the layers of chaff. So, uh, yeah, Ben Gay. How did he not make a Ben like Gay reference? I mean, the word gay is right there. It's literally Ben Gay. Yeah, it, uh, he, he jumps to weird hoops at, uh, at certain times. Quote, you have volunteered to take upon a mission of service to this planet. Do not fail to see the importance of being earnest. David's note. This is another prophetic reference to the present, specifically the widespread promotion of gay culture through major <laughs> corporations. And then he just, uh, he quotes at length from the wiki page for the importance of being earnest, you know, the, the Oscar Wilde thing. Right. Which I don't quite know what he was getting at with that, because Oscar He's Wilde gay. was tossed in jail for that. I don't think anyone from Target or Bud Light's going to be thrown in jail. Maybe. No. Not like they did with Oscar Wilde. Yeah, they really fucked his life up. He, he had was to so flee the country. He was <laughs> so gay, they arrested him. <laughs> he was so gay, he couldn't live there anymore. Yeah. Go be gay in yeah, France. <laughs> please go be gay somewhere else. It's the one good thing the, the French have been uh, used for for time immemorial. Yeah, and now is, the Muslims are burning their country yeah, in. Yeah, go be gay in France. Yeah. <laughs> Section 5, March 1999, Part 2. Can you... Uh, oh, yes, this is... Uh, sometimes the, the conversations he has with 
you know, the Archangel Michael, who is a spokesman for the Lord, they're sometimes they're rather pedestrian. This one is just about leftovers of food. Quote, the endurance test, styrofoam containers. That was Michael speaking. This is now David speaking to Michael. Are you referring to the dietetic choices I've made with the local Indian restaurants since the leftovers <laughs> came in styrofoam containers? Michael, better to be civic than cynical about it. David's note. This all appears to be a COVID prophecy. <laughs> no, I don't even. Uh, there's nothing. There's literally nothing there you could possibly tie to. Well, let's see. Uh this appears to be a COVID prophecy, dietetic choices I have made. It is indeed an endurance test. And the masks created a horrible amount of non-biodegradable waste, much like styrofoam containers. <laughs> then, then Michael says, better to be civic than cynical about it. Civics is the science of the privileges and obligations of citizens, namely ethics applied on a societal level. A new and higher level of civics is emerging in society as a result of these changes. This is a Damn, here's, dude. here's another example where he, you know, he really nails a prophecy and takes credit for it. Quote, John Nevada wants you to bother someone else. Let's keep the food more strictly rationed for the time being so that we do not run into these types of problems. David's note, John Nevada may be a reference to the Vegas shootings, which were an apparent deep state operation, as we discussed in book three. The deep state does not want the alliance expo exposing them. John Nevada wants you to bother someone else. Nevada is also the home of Area 51, the UFO cover-up. Now disclosure is happening as we're about to release this book. It is very... It is very exciting. Then Michael gives us a prophetic reference to the attack on the food supply we see now. Let's keep the food more strictly rationed for the time being. So, yes, the fact that in 1999 he said the word Nevada means that he predicted a shooting which occurred in 2017, 2018. 17, I think. Which is not time looped. The whole purpose of this book is it's supposed to be a time loop. Yeah. So he said the word Nevada in 99, uh, 1999, which means the largest mass shooting in history was going to occur in 2017 in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. So kudos to David for another. It's funny he keeps making them so long when it's only one word that needs to be in there. Yeah, he could have just written the word <laughs> Nevada yeah. and, then, and then just gone from there. Uh, we get a new reincarnation. This time it's not David who's a new person. It's David related, but uh, interesting. dream. A pretty extensive dream just now. At the very end, it featured me as Edgar Casey. I was clearly seeing that I'd been him in another lifetime. I was also seeing his wife, Gertrude, presented as if she had been reincarnated. Gertrude had returned as my mother in this lifetime. <laughs> David's note. Oh, it's terrible, Gertrude. David's note. I do not remember this dream, and this is the first time I've seen this. I went back and located this dream to put it in the book as of June 2023. Gertrude and Edgar were both starring in a theatrical play. Gertrude had completely changed from old, frumpy, and boring to wearing this provocative outfit on a stage presentation with all these people out in the audience. There was comedic interplay between Casey and Gertrude in her outfit. It was this rambunctious song. The lyrics seemed to be, You Can Kiss Your Mother. David's note, some drag shows feature parodies of mothers, <laughs> like the movie Die, Mommy, Die. I don't want to... What is this next? I don't want to look it up for you or all the ads I see will change. <laughs> that may be one... <laughs> 
what a just worthless piece of literature. This whole thing is such a piece of shit. I don't want to Google it because then I'm going to get tranny ads all over the place and I'm trying to keep that out of my life. Also, he's just having a dream about fucking his mom. I don't know. I could see David getting into drag. He's already got sizzle jackets. Yeah, he's, he's only a wig away. Um... That may be one prophetic layer to this dream. Also, my mother was born less than a year before Gertrude's death. Gertrude died in the summer of 1945. Short-term crossovers like this are very common in reincarnation cases. I had completely forgotten about this dream until unsealing it on June 10th, 2023. This dream suggests that Casey's wife, Gertrude, may have reincarnated as my mother. Hence, we are making fun of it. You can kiss your mother in that lifetime. So there you go. Uh, David's David, mom. David wants to fuck his mom. It, it, well, Edgar Casey already fucked his mom in a previous <laughs> life. But he is Edgar Casey. Oh, right. So he, he fucked, fucked his, his mom. mom. <laughs> Oedipus David. Hell yeah, David. Uh, God, the prophecy. Quote, the ravioli intentions were good the other night. <laughs> the quagmire is rather simple in its solution. So as we continue to sort away our files, we merely tuck in the ones that have been searching for their place. That is a prophecy of Target's tuck-friendly underwear. <laughs> and I'm, no, I'm not kidding. That's literally that's what the fucking book says. The ravioli intentions uh, is about trans people's penises and target underwear. The ravioli intentions. The ravi- it's such it a al- stupid sentence. It all sounds like shitty Dan Brown novels. Yeah. There's like the Da Vinci Code, the ravioli yeah, the intentions. The ravioli intentions, the Italians are hiding the fucking the secret to Jesus' resurrection. Don't worry, we get more anti-LGBT rhetoric. Uh, quote, I easily turned to pinpoint and said that it belonged to the music director's arts calendar not the entire discussion board for the Mars mission. David's note, pinpoint could refer to inoculations run by the music director's art calendar. I don't know what that means. Sometimes he just quotes a word and says it means something, but how could pinpoint and music director's art calendar mean vaccinations for COVID? I don't think it does. No, I don't think so. The deep state has pushed the shots as well as the LGBTQIA plus agenda. The Mars mission is also prophetic. Mars is the planet of death, and the deep state sees it as their mission to create death, such as by censoring discussion boards. More, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to kill us by not letting me post slurs. Yes, they're trying to kill us by limiting the amount of posts we can see on Twitter. Which, you know, he should have predicted that instead of this. That like, would have been cooler. Yeah, getting something right would be much cooler yeah, than been all of sick. this. More, uh, more LGBT stuff. Quote, hence, the dream was meant to illustrate the dawning lightning bolt of divinity once it strikes you on the head and makes you realize that those ideal secretions can indeed grant their opportunity for a while if you know how to use them. David's note. Another possible Bud Light reference, since they have suffered a boycott that is the karmic equivalent of the lightning-struck tower in the tarot deck. Hell yeah, Oh, dude. yes. This is, well, first of all, I, I do want to point out, notice how in the past book, uh, like the biggest things he was predicting, it was the Chinese balloon and then the East Palestine thing. Yeah. Because when he was writing the book, that was the most important thing that was yeah. happening. But now that we're, you know, a month removed from that, none of it turned out to be important. Suddenly, none of the prophecy has to do with that anymore. Now mm-hmm. it's all about Bud Light. Anyways, this uh, this next bit, I think, fully proves the amount of research David puts into these books, which is to say... I mean, what would literally you... Literally none. What would you research for this? Well... 
This is from David. Quote, Jack Daniels changed their name to Troon Juice. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael then makes a reference to ideal secretions in line two. This is partly about pineal gland activation. Troon Juice. Well, for those of you who are not quite as terminally online as us, Troon Juice yeah. is, a, Troon is what 4chan calls trans, trans people. Yeah. And it's 100% a slur. So yeah. the idea, the idea <laughs> that Jack Daniels would just name their drink a slur true juice <laughs> the idea <laughs> we're the number one drink of the truths so i had to look it up uh all i saw were some shitty photoshops that uh, circulated on twitter and then there was a revol uh, revolver news article where they made a joke about that but then they went on in the article to say like of course jack daniels is not changing its name to true <laughs> juice <laughs> So David can't even read past the first sentence of an article. No, David saw the headline and wanted to believe it. In other words, or in other news, Uncle Ben's rice is now just called the N-word. David, <laughs> David hates troons. Troon juice. <laughs> that would have been fucking hilarious if they just, we need more uh, slur-based beverages on the market. Yeah. Section six. Now, this is a big month for those of you who don't remember. April 1999, part one. David sees the Matrix. Quote David's note, the following was dictated directly after I got home from the Matrix. I was dazzled by many parts of the film, but disappointed by all the gun violence. What a fucking baby. <laughs> what a loser. Who sees the Matrix? It was like, you know, it was good except for the violence. Yeah, I didn't like how much violence. Why couldn't they use their words With, to resolve? Yeah, why, why didn't they come to the table and have a civil discussion? Yeah, they could have talked this out like adults. Isn't the violence literally the point of the Matrix? Isn't that... I mean, it's the cool part of the Matrix. Yeah, I think if you remove the karate and guns from the Matrix, yeah, then it would just, be a very shitty you're movie. Just, then you're just, like, stuck in The Sims. I was so blown away by the Matrix that I found myself going into trance. What? <laughs> I don't know, he, was, he was in the trance Damn. from the Matrix. I started hearing Michael's words. I grabbed the recorder and went with it. I kept hearing and seeing the concept that I was a real-world equivalent to Neo in the film. Of course, David's Neo. Hey, you think he's I, ever watched a movie and not thought he was the main character? Well, that's that's why these books have gotten so exhausting at this point, is literally whoever, whatever, is the main character in the world at the time, Yeah, that becomes David. It's David. In April of 1999, David became Neo in The Matrix. It, back then, it was uh, Raw from The Law One he was talking to. Now it's the Archangel Michael. Literally just whoever, David is always the main character of the universe. Not, yeah. not just his shitty mountain town in Colorado. David is, he's Neo, the savior of mankind. Yeah, he's got the ultimate main character syndrome. I refuse to verbalize either the images of this or any words about it. Now I realize that if I had allowed that part to be spoken, it would have been talking about how everyone on Earth will develop abilities like Neo in time. Because of the Troon juice. <laughs> I, uh, I got to pull up the fucking Photoshop. I know what I'm titling this this thing. Yeah, I guess we'd have to censor it, but uh, uh, maybe. Let's. It's such an obscure slur that you could probably get away with. Oh it. man, I don't want. I want the picture of it because this. Let me plug in. Hold on. I didn't think I was going to pull a picture. This is what tricked David. <laughs> is he got played by a meme? Is yeah, is this 
Which Troon juice. That's from the ad campaign. That was that's not even this year. That was the one people were pissed off about until they looked it up and it turns out it happened, you know, like three years ago. And yes, they obviously no, that's just someone photoshopped in Troonge. Uh 4chan rules. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. All right. Uh more predicting the pandemic. Dream. There was something involving a roll of toilet paper. It had turned into a vicious, murderous demon. David Snow. <laughs> the toilet paper demon clearly is a reference <laughs> to the deep state and how they convinced everyone to stockpile toilet paper at the beginning of COVID. Damn, dude. That he's he's literally interpreting his own words. What? Like they're hieroglyphics. Because it's never a direct yeah. translation. It's always like, you see these symbols here? Yeah. That means uh, toilet paper in the pandemic. Yeah, that's what I meant. Anytime I talked about to the toilet paper demons. Like I wonder, I wonder if, be... the, if the toilet paper demons had ravioli intentions. And yeah, that's why they needed the toilet <laughs> yeah. paper. But yeah, it really is like he's writing it in hieroglyphics and then interpreting the words. Yes, because the way he goes about interpreting this, he could quite literally have written anything. It, it could have been symbols. And the interp the the interpretation we get would be the same. Yeah. Even if you swapped out all the prophecy. Yeah. Which is always a good sign for prophecy, but you know, you're always right no matter what it says. Now, this would have been a big one because uh, I mentioned it was a big month, April 1999. That's Columbine, baby. Hell yeah, so, dude. So uh Dream. In an early section, I was subjected to a nasty schoolyard firing line. There were all these people lined up with baseball bats. They were all going to start trying to hit me with baseballs that they tossed into the air and then whacked with bats like it was batting practice. Sick. They expected me to just stand there and let, me, uh, let them hit me as much as they wanted. I told them they were foolish. I refused to stand there. I left the area. David's note. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold were both subjected to extensive bullying before acting out in violence with the first ever mass school shooting. The baseballs as projectiles are a symbolic reference to the bullets they shot. Well, there's a lot wrong with uh, with what he just said. First of all, that dream was just about David getting bullied in school. I yeah. don't. We know he's been bullied in school. It's not that weird for him to dream yeah. about it. He's done it a lot. Secondly, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold were not subjected to bullying. That's one of those false things that get repeated again and again about Columbine. Yeah. That's, that's actually not what happened. Also, nowhere near the first mass school shooting, there was, uh, David even mentions this shooting in one of the other books. The Jonesboro shooting happened the year before. There was also Brenda Spencer in 1979 and Charles Whitman in 1966. And then just to rub it in for David, I looked it up uh, prior to Eric and Dylan. There had actually been 294 school shootings since 1900. And just prior to Columbine in the 90s, there had been 95 school shootings. Yeah, the the Columbine was just the cool one. It was just the one that got media coverage. Yeah, well, they had swag. Yeah, they wore the cool jackets yeah, like the Matrix. They, they <laughs> understood branding. But this this is the level of fact-checking we get from David. Jack Daniels is Troon Juice, and uh, Columbine is the first ever school shooting. I mean, I guess if you're getting divine word what is fact checking worth that's true everything that contradicts you is just you useless uh information added in by the simulation to make you appear wrong you can't fact check the lord yeah the lord is inherently correct yeah about true <laughs> true juice is really fun to say i will say that it's quite enjoyable 
Oh, uh, we get uh, we can do some some back engineering here, and we get a rough estimation of the. I book also sales. always understood troon juice to be like what you'd have to drink to fuck a tranny. I thought it was TRT. I thought it was hormones. <clears throat> this is what they were calling troon juice was a hormone oh, replacement I mean, therapy. That would make sense. So estrogen too. or yeah. So I don't think. Uh, I think David quite literally gets all his news from reading a tweet, and if the tweet makes him mad enough, it becomes correct. There's That's no need gauge. to fact check it. Yeah, depending on how enraged he gets is whether or not he keeps David it. David has become a right-wing reactionary, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, not in my school district. Yeah, not my children. My yeah. children are like, David, you don't even have kids. Why are you so upset? Uh, David's going to run for the local school board. Yeah, uh, so here's a rough estimate of the book sales. David's note. At the present time, this book four is about to be released. Only a few thousand people have actually read Michael Prophecies in full. Let's, uh, first of all, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Him saying a few thousand, knowing David's uh, tendency to exaggerate, probably means a few hundred people have read mm, it. Yeah. Uh, however, Michael has repeatedly informed me that the message is getting to those who need it. I see constant, almost daily evidence of just that. So now let's, uh, let's, let's do the math here. The book... Prior uh, prior installations of the book, he was selling the whole series for seventy five bucks. I think it's it's now ninety nine bucks. But nice. Even so, worst case scenario, let's say everyone who bought it bought it for seventy five bucks. A few thousand implies he sold at least two thousand. That is at least a couple thousand. Mm -hmm. So at minimum, we're talking about one hundred and fifty k, which is good money, because I doubt his agent gets a piece of this. Because I doubt he has an agent still. I, I his agent probably killed himself after he read well, this book. Well, just like what else has he been on? Well, it's oh, not like not like he's getting booked for things. Yeah, I don't I don't know if your agent can take a cut of your super chats on yeah. YouTube. He doesn't need an agent at this point. Like, what's the book? First of all, there was no editing process on this book. I yeah. think I'm the de facto editor, pretty much, because I'm the only one reading this fucking book. Yeah. Um. So, yes, there's no editor. There was no publisher. So I'm thinking he gets to keep the majority of this. So, you know, after taxes, 150K, let's say that eventually gets up to about 200K. David's probably looking, you know, like a six figure after taxes, That's roughly thereabouts. That's not bad. For for this? Yeah, for churning this <laughs> shit for out. For fucking garbage? For horse shit? Yeah. Six figures is a good check. Yeah. He uses the phrase, quote, he came behind me in a prophecy, which leads to the following interpretation. He came behind me could be a reference to Biden's hair smelling behavior. He, uh, he predicted right. that ahead of time because, right. see, Biden sometimes would stand behind people. I think he'd already been doing the sniffing by 99. No, no. David predicted. Right, right. <laughs> David predicted this all because he used the word behind. Yeah. You so know. anything that's ever happened behind someone in the last 24 years. David predicted. David it. predicted it. Uh, more LGBT shit. <laughs> Quote, the deep state is indeed putting us all through the denigrate stage in our global divorce with a psychopath. This includes shoving Satanism in our faces. Michael then predicts the healing of our universities out of this leather fetish stage. Quote, the leather walls of the college will rend and give way to the new ideal fostered by a deeper trust in the apparent liberty of the people who you are surrounded with. Which is ironic because David used a leather whip in one of those uh, live streams. And he doesn't... He I doesn't... Just, I just like the idea that all the colleges are into leather play. 
that it's just one big BDSM club. Yeah, yeah. That's what everyone's going there for. It's a yeah. giant orgy. You go to become a communist and get your into pup play. I I truly believe there's a portion of online people like David that really believe that. I think they believe if you walk into a college classroom, it's just everyone in a furry suit uh, shitting in a diaper and getting whipped by a dominatrix. Yes, people who still believe in QAnon. Yeah. David. <laughs> so, is what I mean. But David David used a, a leather whip in one of his live streams, but somehow he doesn't condemn himself for doing that. Only I can see David being into leather play. Uh, from reading these books, I'm getting the distinct impression David doesn't have sex, but I think he likes being humiliated. That's the only... That would make sense for right? him. Right? Yeah. I think he likes being dominated. I mean, the sizzle jacket, you know we're going to call him gay. But I think his penis probably stopped working sometime in the late 90s. Oh, he's naturally produces enough estrogen yes. that he's essentially trans. Some troon juice. Yeah. After, yes, after he discovered, uh, what was the last episode? Oh, yes, the GE executives were trafficking yeah. him to Disney. Yeah. Sometime after that uh, memory was recovered, I think his penis stopped working. David's a bottom. And it explains... So much. Yeah. This is all just weird repression. He just wants someone to fuck his ass. Section 7, April 1999, Part 2. Quote, And thus you see the actions of the young men at Columbine High School in Colorado, who did indeed very directly act out what was going on in the planetary scale. In a sense, this tragic and horrible event was karmically very well-timed. You hear that? That David's opinion of Columbine, great timing. Good timing. <laughs> yeah. Not, don't love the result, but... There should be a very direct and obvious connection that could be made in the minds of the public between these senseless Nazi-based killers. Uh, David Snope. Michael dictated these words on April 22, 1999, just two days after the first mass school shooting. Again, it was not the first mass school shooting. Shocked the world at Columbine. Now we are seeing shooting after shooting and a focus on Nazi-based killers. Michael then jokes about taking a good look into the future, as he is doing. Uh... I don't know if two days after Columbine this would have come out. David fucks up an opportunity to give himself a layup because Eric Harris was into Nazi ideology. Yeah. I don't think that had been revealed yet. So if David, you know, again, had just done cursory, uh, cursory uh, research into what he was talking about, he would have been able to actually draw the most direct line to him being correct. Well, you think he has Google or something? <laughs> he doesn't have the internet in his yeah. cabin. And also... Who cares about facts when you can just, you know, sense your way through it? You got to catch the vibes. I feel like it is kind of like Lil B. Like, why make your music good? The people love the shit you put out. Yeah, why put out one good album when you can put out 1,200 songs you just yeah, freestyled that, over the course of a weekend while on ecstasy? Yeah, this is just nonsensical garbage. More on Columbine. Again, uh, it, this is another thing he, he does where, you know, a very important event happens and he notices he didn't have any fucking predictions about it. So he backloads the predictions. So after the event happens, you know, he gets it's very convenient. Yeah, he gets yeah. a lot of information after the, the events, which is not prophecy. That's that's just thinking about. No, something. this is his this is just his formula. Yes. His backwards prophecy yeah. where you where you uh, you anticipate the event after it occurs. This is just his standard protocol. Quote, 
Again, on a deeper subconscious level, these twisted and distorted young men recognized that through their choice to do this, which was inherently a violent and very unfortunate choice, there was a potential to make an analogy. Understand that this analogy could be seen in a similar light to that of what the Heaven's Gate cult was trying to do with their utilization of the Nike sneakers, and their overall contempt for the corporate world expressed in many different ways. So, too, did these boys operate off the caveat that if the government can do it, then we can do it too. That's also not true. Neither of the boys were, uh, you know, anti-government. They actually tried to join the army. And uh, uh, furthermore, they literally wore shirts that had the the reason they were doing it, like written yeah. on. It's the the easiest case to solve. Eric wore that uh, shirt that said "Natural Selection." Dylan Klebold wore a shirt that said "Wrath." I mean, they're pretty upfront about it. There's no interpreting to be done. Yeah. It's that they literally wrote extensively about it. They were very particular. I don't think it gets much more on Front Street than your ideology being literally printed across the shirt you're using yeah. while carrying out the shooting. And they did it for this exact reason, so idiots like you wouldn't misinterpret it. They were doing it. It was an analogy about the government, yeah. man. <laughs> no, were. this was COVID. Uh, Section 8, Maine, 1999, Part 1, Rednecks and Hot Dogs. Quote, there was another section where all these rednecks were trying to take advantage of me in different ways. <laughs> this uh, We do get into a weird, heavy gay section here <laughs> towards the end. Uh, they were trying to take advantage of me in different ways. This involves some food that I had. This one guy said there was a pasture he liked to go to. He wanted to take me there so I could experience this area where he liked to eat lunch. He wanted to do this in exchange for three hot dogs of mine. I was carrying them. David's note. This hot lunch has clear trafficking implications. <laughs> it was another one of my dreams about the parallel life that I discovered in the first round of Unsealing. So, yes, any, any he was form molested of, in a field by a redneck who, who eating a hot dog. Yes, that's what he calls it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> eating he, hot dogs yeah. is David's code for I was raped. Well, that's what the adults told him as a child. Yeah. This isn't good. You're just eating. It's like no. eating a hot dog, yeah. David. Yeah, you know, just suck the hot dog. Uh, finally, some word magic, which he doesn't really do much in this book. Dream. There was a Corvette I drove by several times. It was a disgusting green color. I kept noticing it, but it seemed like only half of it was there. When I came up to it, I realized that it said Covet. The letter R was gone. David's note. This joins with the previous dream suggesting child trafficking and hot dogs, which is a code word now formally acknowledged in the Instagram scandal. Biden's middle name is Robinette. The beginning and end of this name appear in code. Covet, the letter R was gone. Even though the letter R was missing from Corvette, we can use it as another letter in our code. <laughs> even, even if it wasn't there, you can still use it. Like it's not the, there, but we're going to pretend like it is. It doesn't is. matter. Uh, we can use it as another letter in our code and add it to Covet. This generates R-O blank blank E-T-T-E. Only the B-I-N is missing from the name. The missing word bin is often used to describe a container for holding documents. Michael's found an ingenious way to blend Biden's Corvette with his middle name, as well as giving the word covet to desire without regard for others' rights. Biden was also coveting the bins of documents in his garage while filing indictments against Trump over a far less serious version of the same situation. And for Biden, it seemed like only half of it was there. So many documents. Hell yeah, dude. He got word that, magic. He got he got Biden was hiding bins of concealed documents because he had to dream about a Corvette where there was no R. Where there was no R. Yeah, that all makes word sense. Word magic. More dream analysis. Uh dream. 
at the end, a gay guy was trying to talk me into something. <laughs> Another. <laughs> at what point? How many? I I can't remember a single dream where I've had gay sex. We need we need his ex-wife to out him. David has he's a, a homosexual. For not claiming to not be a gay man, he dreams about gay and trans shit a lot. Dressing more flamboyantly. Yeah. Sizzle jacket. He's acting gayer. Actively fighting against the LGBT. He's, yeah. he's overcompensating. Self-hatred. It's because he sees his reflection. David I, was a trans kid. I don't think I've talked to another dude who's straight who has gay dreams this regularly. Like this every is all, night? This is all, yes. This he is, dreams about yeah. gays and blacks. This is all over the course of like a few months in 1999. So, you know, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you can dream about gay sex uh, like multiple times a month yeah. and not have something deeper going on. Maybe he'll blame it on him being molested. Be like, I wasn't gay until they fucked my ass. <laughs> well, I think that is what he's saying. So yeah. he's saying it without saying it, which is... Uh, I didn't choose this. I was raped into being gay. This is the irony of all these books is he's revealing a great deal accidentally. He doesn't. In, he doesn't intend to, you know, reveal all this no, to us. No, but his filter is gone. Unfortunately, he's doing it. So anyways, there was a gay guy uh, trying to talk me into something. Another section involved an observatory. Before that, another whole section involved a Chinese restaurant. The observatory needed lots of work. They needed bleachers, and there was grass growing up around the building. David's note, the Chinese Globe Observatory, <laughs> and then in brackets, he just writes, balloon, went all over the world, just like the slightly altered lyrics from Traveling Man. Bleachers, four days before I unsealed the dream on June 11th, 2023, stories emerged of federal agents cutting a hole in the bleachers at the Capitol, uh, Capitol on January 6th. So, uh, yeah, dream where he was gay in a Chinese restaurant, and, and that, that was about January sixth. The and insurrection people in the bleachers. <laughs> Someone's got to get Woo. him help, man. <laughs> Woo! I mean, these books are making me like literally sick. <laughs> look, the only the only reason this man is being institutionalized is because he's doing this in writing and not at a like outside of McDonald's. It's if someone spouted this to you at a like McDonald's, you'd be like, I should probably call nine one one. This guy's gonna hurt himself. Yeah, what's the equivalent of fifty one fifty in uh, Colorado? Baker Act, whatever it is. I don't know. We need that because uh, I, I, his brain is broken. He's he can't stop thinking about gay sex and the yeah. insurrection. Yeah, what a what a wild time in in your life to realize you're gay. When you're 55, yes. Yeah. See, 55, for some reason I thought he was in his 40s still. No, no. Uh, I think, you know, he looked better because he didn't drink or no, anything. No, actually, I take it back. I guess he was in 20s in his 90s, so yeah. I think he sense. actually might just be 50. I don't remember. He had his birthday a while ago. What a funny time to be like, you know what? I love chugging cock. It turns out I was gay the whole time. I was gay. <laughs> that would also It's help. his version of the sixth sense. It turns I, out I was gay the whole time. The, there were fags all around me that I could see. <laughs> I see gay people. <laughs> He just sees them everywhere. Everywhere. Trans he just sees the agenda no matter where he looks. <laughs> Bruce Willis is trying to help him through it, but they uh, fucked that, him. that would explain why his marriage fell apart. He was too gay to fuck his wife. Yeah, I don't he think. He was just a catty homosexual to her. I don't think he's fucked in like decades. 
I don't think. Well, that's because the last time he enjoyed sex, he was molested. Well, because he's also, he mentions being celibate in other passages. He's going full in. That'd be all, that'd be pretty funny turn too if he goes full incel because he's gay, but he hates it. Here's more uh, gay dreams. <laughs> Quote, I then realized these women were friendly towards the gay and lesbian perspective. <laughs> there was a gay guy there, and I jokingly flirted with him. Yes, I jokingly. <laughs> there is a gay guy there, and we jokingly had passionate sex. Look, I jokingly sucked his dick yeah, it was a huge, in the men's room. The audience loved it. Everyone was clapping. All as right, I, dude, that <laughs> one's a tell, I think. I was, no, I was flirting with him. I was kidding. <laughs> yeah, I sucked his dick, but I was joking. It was, it was a joke. It was a good bit. Look, just because you didn't get the punchline doesn't yeah. mean it wasn't funny. Yeah, he came in my mouth. <laughs> that was the punchline. <laughs> there was a gay guy there, and I jokingly flirted with him as a comedy routine to make light of the whole situation. Then another. Oh, oh you want to fuck my ass? Yeah, go ahead. That'd be funny. <laughs> then another gay guy pulled up in a Jeep. I got stuck in between a dynamic between these two guys after I had mimicked the accent and behavior of a homosexual man <laughs> as a comedy character he does keep in including that yeah I was acting gay Dude, as a is, joke this is the greatest excuse getting caught doing gay shit it's like it was I a was, joke it was a bit what are you I was kidding I was doing a, a gag what are you I was trying out a new character the cops just ba- bust you in a public bathroom <laughs> sucking a guy's dick I was like uh, it was a joke no, <laughs> no officer officer this is for a comedy routine yeah this is no I'm Jamie Kennedy yes. <laughs> you've just been axed <laughs> Just Jamie Kennedy sucking guys off in a public bathroom. You've been asked. What a prank, dude. Oh, fucking that was a good goof, right? Dude? He should also be tested. All right, so anyways, uh, uh, after I'd mimicked the accent behavior of a homosexual as a comedy character, they were trying to convince me that I was indeed a homosexual now. <laughs> I thought that was pretty off the mark and crazy, and I told them as much. Me so, gay? No. No, no, no. Just because I dress gay and talk gay and act gay and sure have gay sex sometimes. Not gay. Does not a homosexual make. No. And dream about gay sex yeah. constantly. <laughs> None of that makes me gay. Doing everything a gay person would do. Uh, the whole situation died down pretty quickly. That was when I woke up and that was the end of the dream. And I was hard as a rock. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And furiously masturbated. Uh, the... We we get there's a monumentous occasion uh, immortalized in the the words here. David, you know, he gets his doctorate from the Archangel Michael. You know, when he brags about all the research he's done, right. Archangel Michael gave him the the okay on that. Quote, Hell yeah! Subconsciously, your mind has been alive and fully rewarded for the knowledge that uh, that this is your path. You can indeed liken your six years of research to graduate school, and thus you are a graduate of the higher realms. Hell yeah, We dude. can blame Archangel Michael for giving David the okay to pretend to have a graduate degree. Section 9, May 1999, part 2. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, here's, so here's a transcription note. He does this sometimes, uh, you know, most of the notes are from 2023, 2022. This note's from uh, June 9th, 1999. Uh-huh. This bizarre statement is obviously talking about when I was living with Jim. He would save his urine in gallon jugs to use for fertilizer, believing that it would be vital to do so once the earth changes hit town. In the readings that I did during this period, Jim's ongoing paranoia about earth changes led to a great number of preparation readings that make much more sense now. 
so he he can somehow realize in 1999 in this section the fact that he was living with a crazy prepper who saved his piss and jugs yeah made him have a lot of prophecy about prepping shit but he can't he somehow can't then do the math that the fact they did nothing but listen to Art Bell and read books about UFO shit might have influenced Influence his dreams the rest of the dreams and stuff cuz no, I no that's not how it works yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, 90% of his dreams are just the plot to a book or movie. I think yeah. I think that happens when you consume that media and then it pops up somewhere, you know, in your subconscious down the line. Yeah. David does get bitches in, in his dreams, like, yeah. I guess. Well, no, actually, this wasn't in a dream. David's note. One of my clients introduced me to Dust Girl who was a huge Casey fan. On the phone, she told me she wanted to move in and start having sex with me. Hell yeah. I just, <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. How crazy is that lady? Shout out to that yeah. lady. I want to move in and have <laughs> sex. <laughs> She's calling David Wilcock while he's living with a guy who's surrounded by jars of piss. Uh, don't mind the piss, baby. That's yeah. just for the apocalypse. No, I'm Edgar Casey. <laughs> uh uh, she decided she wanted to move in and start having sex with me. I decided to meet with her anyway. I like that he includes that as if that's a bad thing that could happen to you. Yeah. He doesn't like that move. Oh shit! No, no. They're they're trying to they're trying to kill us. Oh god! They've ruined they've ruined my my research. Where the fuck did it go? The notes have been destroyed. Dear God, all my work. Now here it is. Uh. I decided to meet with her anyways and at least see what she looks like first. Well, that's a good move, David. Yeah, you probably should. Had a boy. Had a boy. That day, she got very aggressive, screamed at me, and stormed, stormed off when I told her I was currently celibate. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you can insert gay for the word celibate. Uh, yeah, no. No, David's a 28-year-old guy who's just not into sex. I'm just <laughs> saving myself for the Lord. Yeah, I'm saving myself for, for gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm all, you know, I'm all tapped out on that straight sex. I'm saving my penis for... for I'm saving my dick for another man's asshole. For gay sex. That day she got very aggressive uh, when I told her I was currently celibate and did not want to have her move in with me. Her final screaming insult was from Matthew 10, 14. Jesus says if a person will not accept you into their home, wipe the dust off your feet at them. She then actually took off her shoe, pounded some dust off of it, and stormed off. I have to admit that it was hilarious, sad, dramatic, and terrifying all at the same time. Uh, uh, this may be one of the most peculiar things David takes credit for. He, uh, he takes credit for the popularization of what he calls the font, which is uh, Futura Condensed Medium. A literal font. That's not a metaphor. Oh, the actual font. Quote, this is a classic font, but its common use seemed to greatly increase after I branded it into all four hours of the groundbreaking Moment of Truth film with Mike Adams. I also occasionally use the red highlight style that appears here on the missiles. This has become a very common element in truth headlines, such as Tim Pool. So Tim Pool stole oh, that Tim from Tim Pool stole it from David. Tim Pool stole... The font. Hell yeah, David. dude. I looked up the font. It just I would show it, but it just, you know what? It, it's a font. It just looks like words. It's yeah. writing. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing too special. Section 10, June 1999. A, uh, this is, yeah, this is one of those things where he has a prophecy and he doesn't acknowledge that it was wrong. It just mean, takes it to mean something else. Hell yeah. Quote, we can say that the Y2K collapse will indeed be of the ice storm variety relative to the listing in the article that David has recently seen. 
David's note. This suggests that the final scene in The Storm from the Alliance will be a shorter version of what we expected to happen in the year 2000. I just found that passage funny because that's the most direct prophecy you can have. Is he literally, Y2K will be an ice storm. That's yeah. about as direct. He literally said it. He said a year and an event, and then when that didn't happen, he was like, no, that's actually about 2023. Yeah, that, no, this is something else. Yeah, when I said Y2K, I didn't mean Y2K. And yeah. when I said ice storm, I meant QAnon's the yeah. storm. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, another LGBT dream. Dream. The end of this dream was right near a restaurant. It featured this guy who was part of some earlier parts of the dream that elude me at this time. Yeah, I wonder why the, these dreams elude you, David. The whole point of the dream seemed to be el uh, to illustrate that this guy had been thrown into bed with this beautiful woman. He had resisted having sex with her. In various ways, they were actually both showing penises in the bed. <laughs> Which showing penises in the bed is a very childlike way to describe fornication. All right. I saw this... two adults in bed and they were showing penises. If if this series ends with him just realizing he's gay in real time, I'm uh, I'm past that. I think I've realized he's gay. I don't think well, he'll ever realize. We it. have, but at some point, he can only write so many erotic dream fantasies. No, it's perfect. What man doesn't like, have a dream about two men? lovingly showing their penises to one another and in look, bed after turning down sex with a woman. And look, unlike most of the QAnon zealots he's picked up as fans, mm -hmm. we'll still accept you when you're officially gay, David. Of course we will, because Honestly, we've been calling it for three years straight at this point. You know what it would? He'd be like Space Mason. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a very uh, L.A.-centric joke. You're gay, but, but you're one of us. We love you anyways, David. We yeah. already... Look, we've seen the sizzle jackets. You can show your penis in bed to whoever yeah. you'd like, David. I hope you find your own Julio. Or what is what did Mason always... Uh, yes, I think it was Julio. Julio. Or Juan. Juan, Juan there it was. was. Uh, yeah, for a guy who doesn't like the LGBT agenda, he do, he just he has a lot of gay dreams. Quote, yeah, I jerked off to it <laughs> as a goof. I, it was a bit. Yeah. I was. It was in character. I was playing a gay guy. Don't you get the joke? <laughs> Quote. There was this guy who had won some sort of theatrical contest. It was as if he was playing Scrooge in that play, A Christmas Carol. Uh, a Christmas Carol. He was wearing this very huge fat costume. It might have been fake fat. He had actually worked this gigantic penis and balls into the costume. <laughs> it was, it was the same color as the costumes. So he didn't necessarily. Yeah. He's literally dreaming. He's just about dreaming a of giant dicks. penis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's like Jiro dreams of sushi, except David dreams of penis. Of dicks. Yes. Every day he goes to the penis factory. Dick and balls. Yes. He, he has five Michelin stars in, at the gay sex factory yeah. he runs. Yeah. Uh, right. So this guy, he's got a giant cock. But if you look closely, you certainly could see it. The white part that was in the middle of the costume went right down to the top of his penis. So the, the penis costume then attached to the man's penis, I believe. All right. Supposedly, this was the reason why he won the part. <laughs> what, what version? His penis of... costume? Yeah, well, that's how you pick Scrooge for a Christmas carol. He showed up in that dick costume, and they're like, this is our guy. Everyone presents your penis. Yeah. We will now select our Scrooge. Instead of, like, you know how Marvel, like, makes you take your shirt off yeah, to be no, a superhero? I... They're like, all right, pull your cock out. We're going to see who plays Scrooge. Yeah, Jason Momoa had to show his penis to be Aquaman. Yeah, you might not know this, but in the script for Scrooge, it specifically notes he's hung like a horse. Oh, the, uh. The guy was picking the people. Uh, the guy who was picking the people was seduced by him. So I guess you know his, his penis costume cock. and his his penis 
hanging out of the penis costume. Of course. Did the job. And, uh, you know, let's round it out with some more LGBT shit. The purple chamber in the Great Pyramid represents the deep state LGBT agenda. I guess uh, the Because they like purple? Yeah, yeah, that's literally it. I guess the king's chamber in the pyramid has a, a purple granite in it, and that makes it gay. Oh, that's the gay sex chamber. Yeah, that's the chamber. That's the oh. other Wu-Tang album no one knows about. Oh. Is, there's the 36 chamber and the B-side, the 69 yeah. sex chamber. Instead of, instead of you know, meditating, they, they fuck someone in the ass. Yeah, tiger style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is where it takes a weird turn for the racist. Um, quote, gorgeous white woman, do not talk yeah. as if nothing were harmless. David's note. We are seeing a massive anti-white sentiment being fueled <laughs> by the deep state, such as the idea of Karens. It's literally libs of TikTok. Yeah, he's literally, literally. I don't even think it's anyone else. I think it's just libs of TikTok. Uh, there's this other passage. Oh, we do get some more word magic here. Uh, as we, we were starting to wrap up the book, uh, there, there was a part in this passage where he's, he's dreaming about taking a shower with his mom, which is kind of weird, but anyway, yeah, he got to talk to someone. Someone diddled that boy something yeah. fierce. Someone <laughs> done got to that boy. He, they done, they done play with his butthole. Yeah. Someone done raped that boy. <laughs> um, well, someone done raped that boy. Someone, That's all I know. That, that boy ain't right. That someone, boy, he got raped and now he just ain't riding ahead, you know? Quote, when the ptarmigan quails, then we will know it is time. They touched him and now he touched in the head. Yeah, he t- <laughs> Just an old timey, old timey Southern wisdom about uh, child molestation. Uh, he done been touched like molasses in summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> David's note: This appears to refer to Ashley Biden's diary, which contains statements suggesting she has buried memories of abuse from her father in the shower. Tarmigan has all the letters of migrant contained with Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know. When the ptarmigan quails, then we know it's time. The reference to quail also invokes another vice president, Dick Cheney, getting himself in huge trouble. In that quail case, hunting? Yeah, in that case, he shot a friend in the face while quail hunting. Furthermore, dictionary.com lists psyops and psywar as words nearby ptarmigan. Now, I should mention uh, the word ptarmigan, it's spelled P-T, so, okay. so when he's saying dictionary.com listed as close to the words psyops and psy wars. He means literally. Yes, he does not mean in definition. He yeah. means literally because that's how the They're, fucking dictionary that's works. How the dictionary the works. The dictionary is in alphabetical <laughs> order. That's actually one of the biggest <laughs> things about it. So, yes, the word ptarmigan does appear close to psyops and psy war because alphabetically uh, that's how that's how it works. Hell yeah, David. Uh, the book concludes with David dreaming about Bruce Lee naked. Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Lee fights a guy in a tree and then gives David a silk robe. Uh, uh, he's so gay. Oh, you know, I, we can include this a little postscript here. Uh, the last, the last passage of this book. Quote: Then I wrote an article in the newspaper with a friend of mine. This necessitated me going back to the same library over and over again. This definitely had connections to the UFO journalist Richard Boylan's list serve. This guy, whoever he was, ended up sending people to the library to steal my underwear so that I would not be able to leave. For some reason, I was walking around in my underwear. 
Yeah, I wonder why. At the very <laughs> end, a friend got the idea to help me retaliate against the underwear thief by writing a satire article. The satire was designed to expose this person who hired all these guys to steal my underwear. I did catch one of the guys who was going to try and steal my underwear. I recognized him from the fellowship. I expressed very vocally to him how angry I was that he was so ruled by money that he allowed he had allowed someone to pay him to do this. Damn, David got panty raided. What, uh... I mean, what percentage of dreams in that book were either overtly homosexual or... I mean, it feels could like... Could be interpreted as such. feels like that whole second half. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it was about 50% of the book is uh, David dreaming about gay shit. That whole second half was nothing but dick and balls. I don't know what we're supposed to... Do, uh, you know, that book is supposed to be prophecy for what's coming, but... David out of the closet. Yes, or David with a man. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, I, yeah, I don't know what we're to take from all this outside of David is homosexual. I mean, that's what I'm taking from it. Yeah. And what a thing to take. I'm yeah. glad I spent a week of my time. <laughs> it's going to take him five, uh, five books to realize he's gay. Well, book five, you know, is supposed to come out on uh, by July 4th. Which means it won't come out because he's it hasn't come out on time in the last. So say July fourth is like Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it will already be out by the time you guys are listening to this theoretically. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, David's, I don't know where he goes from here. I mean, I guess he just gets gayer. Well, he's got to conclude the the next book is supposed to be the wrap up to all this. Or does he set up the next installments? I don't. I don't know. Well, no, because he's he's going to run out of prophecy. He doesn't have any tapes beyond 1999. I don't think. For now. Yeah, until he under uh, he he's going to uncover the hidden sessions, which I think are going to have a lot more um, revealing information. I mean, I mean, I guess I hope he just starts doing more videos. The videos are more fun. Well, you know, in one of the other books, he discussed how he had filtered out some of the prophecies that had more personal information. I think we can probably piece together what that more personal yeah. information was at this point. They involved point. him pantsless. With a man. With a or man. Or 12. Showing penis. Yeah, showing penis <laughs> with a man. He he out there showing penis with that, men. That boy out here showing penis, you know, and they didn't touch him, and now he done touched all the penises. Yeah, he was just a penis-touching boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, we don't do that showing penis shit down here in the South too much. Holy shit. Well, you know, another uh, another fantastic book down, <laughs> David, yeah. book four. We did it. <sighs> I'm not looking forward to book five, but it doesn't matter. We're going to finish because we finish what we start here. Yeah, yeah, look, for the culture. And actually, that book was more return to form. And by that, I mean it was very gay and funny. It was very gay. <laughs> so it wasn't, in terms of prophecy, it's still, you know, I mean, that's the incredibly best, subpar. The best part of this is he's clearly losing his ability to filter any thoughts. He doesn't, without having another human being to talk to, he yeah. doesn't know what he should be saying in public and what he should maybe be keeping private. I'm yeah. all for him being just totally honest about everything, but that's not the type of public person he's been previously. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he does this thing where he uh, lies. He lies. Constantly. Not enough uh, Pete Peterson in this book for my taste, though. So I hope, well, I hope Pete makes a return. Pete Peterson doesn't know David's gay. Yeah, and he died not knowing. Maybe David killed him when he found out. <laughs> That's true, to cover Pete up his secret. Know. No one can know this. Oh, side note, you know what's funny? I saw on Twitter right before we started that, uh, like, the first 
uh, what's the the flight administration, the FAA? FAA. What, they they had given approval to some company to start the first tests on flying cars. Hell yeah, dude! That company was not Stravati Aerospace. Well, that's but, you, know, you know, that's just because they didn't get the contract. Yeah. All right, Patreon.com/slash in plain sight pod. There's a lot more David Wilcock uh, content on there for people who aren't signed up. Go go join. Give us money so we yes, can continue. Give us more fucking money. Yes, I can't afford to you know spend Every... time going crazy reading David's yeah. gay erotic. Yeah, it's without a, the fine people that are Patreon. It's a tragedy that David is making more money than us. Yes, he he's making a hundred and fifty yeah. fucking thousand dollars for this drivel, this yeah. uh, this dreck. It's all terrible. Yeah, we support, deserve that money. Yeah, we for deserve calling him gay. Yeah, for <laughs> our drivel and yes, our drag, our bullshit <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. We deserve that money. All right, uh, at Hidden Plains I Radio on Instagram. You are at Brandon Steele Hidden on Instagram. We are at the Hidden Pod on Twitter. Hootie hoop. Mom bow. Yeah.